0: Welcome to another episode of the Dion Mingo podcast, a podcast where you'll learn about high school basketball and college basketball in the state of New Jersey. Today we have a a college head coach who's going to be discussing, you know, certain things on the college level, the junior college level rather, and you know just how he got into coaching, you know, a good friend of mine, uh, me and him, I think we were head coaches. We became head coaches for the first time in our careers at the same school back in 2015, I think, I'm not sure, but, uh, he's a a really successful coach, a great role model for the, the younger, for the guys that he coached and just overall good person in the coaching community, uh, Bobby Morgan, head coach of Essex County College. Please say hello.
1: What's going on, man? Glad to be here.
0: Appreciate you taking the time to, you know, sit down and chat with me and just, you know, put some information out there about the junior college level and, you know, your journey and becoming a coach and things of that nature. How are you, how you holding up during this uh, unprecedented time, man?
1: Uh, thankfully, you know, me and my family were good you know nobody nobody is is like in my immediate family has been affected. I have a lot of friends and extended family who've been affected mm-hmm. by COVID-19, but my immediate family has been safe so far. So we blessed.
0: Yeah, that's that's good to hear. Same here, man. You know, you know, no, no nobody I, I I lost a uh a cousin and uh it's been it's been, you know, Trying, but um, the, the immediate family, everybody is good, and I'm um, just trying to stay safe, man. That's all.
1: That, that's all we can do right now.
0: Yeah, let's uh, let's jump right into it, man. I know you won the uh, you're the head coach at Essex County College in Essex County, new uh, in North New Jersey. Correct. And uh, you've been the coach there for how long? I'm uh, going into
1: my fourth year. Previously, I was at. Uh, Bergen Community College in Paramus, New Jersey.
0: Yes, yes, I remember that. And you, uh, you just give us a little background on when you started coaching, and when did you get your first head coaching job, and you know who influenced you to become a coach and things of that nature.
1: Um, I started coaching in two thousand at mm-hmm. my old high school, which is um, now defunct; it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> St. Aloysius High School in Jersey City. I had went to Saint Anthony my freshman year and then my father who's a Jersey City school teacher, he's a retired Jersey City school teacher, he didn't like um he didn't like uh, Saint Anthony's academically. He said while I was getting a Harvard education basketball wise, he said um, the actual school education was much to be desired in his opinion. So
0: Right.
1: You know, he, he gave me two choices. I could go to McNair Academic in Jersey City or St. Aloysius High School, and I chose St. Al. And I got my start as assistant varsity coach and head JV coach under my old high school coach, is Tony Romano. Okay. And that's how I got started, man. I, I was I was in the grind, man. You know, the the, the lower level early stages and, if you know anything about my high school at the JV level, uh, JV team is usually pretty bad because you got kids that never played basketball in their life. Kids would come to you dribbling with two hands. Right, and, and right. You just, by the time they leave, they're serviceable varsity basketball players. And I think that's the epitome of what coaching is.
0: So- yeah, man. Just just to jump in, I mean, just being on those <clears throat> lower levels, <clears throat> freshmen uh J V, whatever the case is, that's where you're really, you know, you're important to these dudes, to the players that you're coaching, because essentially you're the one that's developing them and trying to teach them the game. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I mean, I always appreciate I appreciate any coach on you know from the, the middle school level, the elementary level, you appreciate those guys because those guys see those kids develop from a young age and then they you know, later on become whatever they're going to become. That was- um But as far as coaching, you know, uh I know you got your first uh, – we was both at North 13th Street together. Yeah, I, you I know. Uh,
1: I got my start as a head coach a year before you did.
0: Got you, got you.
1: Yeah, you was the assistant coach with, with, with Tony L.
0: When Yeah, with Marcus, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 that's right.
1: That was my first – head coaching job of the girls you know I was mm-hmm. an assistant for a really long time uh, not only was I at my old high school I was at Hudson Catholic for a year um, under Demel Ling who's now the assistant women's coach at Caldwell University okay and I was at Maris under my my old high school coach Coach Romano when St. Al's closed he, he went to Maris to teach and they gave him the basketball coaching job and so I went over there, and then after that, I think I took a year or two off because I was working on my doctorate. I'm still at, I'm in the dissertation stage, and then I got the call from Dr. Jeter would I'd be interested in coaching her girls' basketball team at North 13th Street Tech.
0: Yeah, I, I can remember when you first got uh, when, when you got – when you first took over, and that year you turned the program around. I remember that vividly. Cause, you know, I don't think the girls' basketball team at North Thirteenth Street was winning any games. You know, yeah,
1: the last time they made the state tournament, I think it was eight years before I got there.
0: That's crazy.
1: And you know, it it was a lot of turnover over there from from Miss and I, I didn't I didn't help any because I left after the year was up.
0: Right, right.
1: To go coach at Bergen and which I, I – honestly, it was more for the opportunity because I was getting – I was actually getting paid more at North 13th Street Tech. I took, like, a half of, uh, of the salary I was making there just to have the opportunity to coach on the college level.
0: Yeah, that's – and that's the other thing people don't understand. At the junior college level in New Jersey, a head, a head junior college coach probably making six, $7,000. It's that much, you know what I'm saying? Right, and then there's a lot of things that that comes into play when you're the head coach of a bar, of a, a junior college program. You got to take, you got to drive those vans to the game. Yeah. You know, it's no, it's no bus, it's no, it's no uh, you know, charter bus or nothing like that. It's all a grind, you know. And that's what you know people don't understand. And I'm just going fast forward a little bit, and when you got to Bergen, I mean, I think that was a good opportunity when you got there. I think they did well, and uh, we was trying to, we still. Talking to each other, you know, trying to, you know, if I hear about a recruit, I'll let you know whatever the case is. And uh, how how was it at Bergen County?
1: Um, I, I at the at first when I first got there, it, it was a great experience. You know, I had their Division three junior college for the listeners that may not know. Um, it it works just like regular four-year schools division one two and three division right. you can't give out any scholarships um division two you have scholarships but no housing gotcha and division one you have everything included and, it's and this like is that. this is
0: junior college
1: yeah it, it's the right. same junior college level so Bergen is a division three junior college and it was extremely hard for me to get players to come there Bergen county has a lot of talent but all the best players come from towns like Teaneck, Englewood, Hackensack. Those are where the really good players are. Mm-hmm. Um the rest of the municipalities, you know, you have some decent players, but not like those towns. And I had to make do my first year. I, I had a lot of I had a lot of Hudson and Essex County guys. Right. And we were 19 and 11. We made it to the Region 19 Final Four. We lost in double. I mean, we lost in overtime to City College of Philadelphia, who wound up winning the region. And um, I was supposed to have 10 guys back from that team for next year. So this Mm -hmm. is my real first real lesson about coaching junior. (laughs) It worked. From that team that I had. From the 15 players I had, I was supposed to have 10 coming back. Next year it gets here, and I got one player from that team. Wow, that came back. So here I am thinking I'm gonna have a shot to win a region and go to nationals. And now I'm starting from scratch again because at the junior college level, you got to remember, especially at the division three level, most of those kids are there because they don't do well academically. Academically, from the beginning. Right. So, I would say three, three or four of the ten failed out of school. Another two had children on the way. Then another three got jobs. Then another two just disappeared off the face of the earth. So, I got my introduction to junior college that way like as far as not realizing you can't count on one group of kids from one year to the next because life just gets in the way with them Right. they get easily distracted so long story short I went from 19 and 11 my first year to 8 and 20 the next year
0: yeah that must be that was a tough uh, pill to swallow but it's part of the coaching and that's what people don't see because you you went from 19 and 11 to eight and 20, and you know the first thing people on the outside looking in, what are they gonna say? Oh, he don't know what he's doing. He can't coach, whatever. But they don't know the dynamics of what happened with your team. You know what I'm saying? Right.
1: And, and but you know the other JUCO coaches understand it. You know what I mean? They understand how it is, and a lot of the best ones they just adapt and. I took some advice from a junior college coach that is very successful in this game. He said, Bobby, the key to winning is keeping them eligible from first semester to the second semester. And right. you'll, you'll, you'll do well. But um, my tenure at Bergen was really short. I, I thought I had three years there because I actually interviewed for the Bergen job a year before I got to North 13th Street Tech. And I was the runner-up for the job. Okay. So the athletic director later that year wound up firing the coach that that he selected over me because the coach had a, a verbal issue with one of the players.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: I wound up coaching that same play. You know, and he was causing trouble on my staff. You, you know what I mean? And right. the problem I have with Bergen is the coaches can't be coaches and discipline these players accordingly. I had kids my second year that was coming to practices in the training rooms high off marijuana, and I would sit them out of games because of what they're doing, and I got reprimanded by the athletic
0: director to put them back in. How How is that, how is that even – an issue. If you're the adult, you're the coach, you're the supervisor of these kids, and you're explaining to your boss that look, this kid is might be under the influence or whatever the case is. I'm not playing them. I don't understand. How is that even an issue?
1: It, it was. That was just like the first
0: issue I had. Now, was it you felt like it was a sense of entitlement up uh, in Bergen County, or it was just, yeah. you know, coaches picking on me or whatever the case is?
1: Nah, you know, I treated everybody the same, whether it was the best player or the guy at the end of the bench, they all got disciplined the same. So if I caught you not going to study hall or or not doing your work, or I find out you missed class, I bet you. Right, and right. They. The administration, particularly athletic director, did not like my brand of discipline. Got you. It felt it was too
0: extreme,
1: and it's it's other things I could go into that's a little deeper.
0: Yeah, we don't need to do all that. But that right there, what you said, giving that example alone is great. That's real informative for people that don't know or don't understand what it what it is and what it actually entails. To be a, a a basketball coach or any coach, a coach of any sort in any sport, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to fast forward a little bit. Um, you get to Essex County College. And uh, I remember, you know, when you got that job, the first year you were pretty decent. And then I know this past year you guys won the region and you had some solid players. No, actually, you had- actually,
1: the first year, I don't know what had happened, but I got. I got a phone call. I didn't even know the job was open. Okay. Demel Ling texted me because I think he went interview for the job and they wanted to hire him. He okay. He had a really good girls team at the Patrick School, and he didn't want to leave them. Cause, and he wound up winning a county championship, a Union County Championship. And mm-hmm. he said, I think I got somebody for you. And he called me. He said, "Yo, the Essex job is open. Go interview." So I put my application and I, I, I went on an interview. Now, mind you, practice for the season starts October first at the JUCO level officially. Hmm. I didn't interview until the twentieth of October. Wow.
0: So, so who's running practice? No, they
1: didn't have no team assembly.
0: They had no team, <laughs>
1: and all the players Corey Lowry had left
0: mm-hmm. the year before. He just won. Con- congrats to Coach Lowry. He just became the head coach at Lincoln University in in Pennsylvania. Yes, yes he did. Good, 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 dude. good. Look for him. Good guy.
1: Good dude, man. And he, um, he he left the vacancy open. I couldn't believe mm-hmm. he left, but I found out why later. Now. I get interviewed October 20th. Season start November 1st. (laughs) Wow. First game of the season.
0: Wow. So you got about 10 days to put together practice, a game plan, and everything.
1: (laughs) It's crazy. Let me tell you, man. This story gets better. So we got about 50 guys at tryouts. I'm like, okay, I might can salvage something out of
0: it. (laughs) Right. You
1: know what I'm saying? So... I pick a squad, I'm like, okay, we might not win a lot of games, but we'll we'll be competitive. Mm-hmm. They run a check on the grades and eligibility and how many credits they got left. I mean, out of those 50 guys, I had seven guys eligible to play.
0: Out of 50 people?
1: Out of 50 people that came to tryouts. Wow, all the old players had left. Right. They went to they transferred to Morris, they transferred to other school because coach Lowry left and my hiring was so late, they didn't want to stick around and you know and
0: the uh, right, kind of like the uncertainty and, for the kids, so they like, look, I'm not going to wait and see who the coach is. I'm going to just try to move on with my career. And you could I, I won't blame I won't blame a player for something like that, you know yeah. what I mean.
1: So because of this, because it was late, a lot of coaches that had a back they didn't want to take the job. So with the right. interview, I got offered the job on the spot. Just backtracking a little bit, and we we had the trials. We had fifty guys there, and only seven was eligible. By the time we got to the first game, was it was against Burlington. I was getting phone calls from my athletic directors. I'm giving a pregame speech that certain mm-hmm. players are not eligible, so now I'm down to five. Wow! So it was yeah. it, it was tough. We lost by, I believe, that first game. We lost by sixty. Wow! And you know, Essex had just won the region five years in
0: a row the year before. before. Yeah,
1: Lowry. You know I'm saying mm-hmm. he, he's I think I believe he's the all time winning coach at Essex past Cleo Hill past Melvin Knight. you know so he he set a high bar Essex already had a rep you know what I'm saying a, a, a traditional rep but Corey Corey took it to another level so mm-hmm. all the schools was trying to really really break their foot off and I
0: yeah, payback. yeah. And payback. You
1: heard it in the players when they was talking on the court, the coaches. I'm like, what did I just walk into here? You know, even the officials, they, they had a problem with Essex. You know, at that time. Yeah. And I kid you not, now, I went one and eighteen
0: my first year. The first I, year. Okay. So now yeah. you, you you leave uh Bergen eight and twenty, get to Essex. One in whatever the case is, and it's like slowly going down. And me knowing you, being the competitor that you are, is like I know Bobby got to be going crazy, man. So what I what I what I imagine what you did was you probably you didn't complain, you got on your grind, and you said I got to start recruiting. Now, the big di- now now what's was the difference between Bergen and Essex? I think the, I think the difference is you you were saying. Bergen was a D three. Was Essex a D two or D one? Essex used
1: to be Division One. Now they Division Two.
0: So now you got a little leeway. You can give right. you can sc- give scholarships now. So Explain that.
1: The dean that hired me, I, the first question I asked, I said, Do I have scholarships? And she said, Yes. I said, How many? She said, ten, but they not scholarships in the traditional sense. What it okay. is, is everybody that comes here, that comes to play for us, has to fill out an uh, application for financial aid. If right. they don't get any financial aid, it's fine. We'll cover them with what they call a tuition waiver. So if I wanted a gotcha. kid on a scholarship, it's not going to pay regardless. But. I had one of your former players was a, a full financial AEOF EOF student.
0: Amir Summers, Amir Summers, we're, we're proud of you. We're happy that you're going to King. You, you made great strides and, you know, just, just happy Absolutely. for you, man. We, we're
1: definitely proud of Amir. And, you know, he, he was a, 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 a EOF student and he got full tuition coverage. Now, I right. tell the kids now I offered him a scholarship but he didn't need it and that's how and that's how we do it. so I have two foreign players on full scholarship they pay their own housing um at university center because we don't do housing um, mm-hmm. we do do housing for our division one teams which are the soccer and the track team got
0: you got you so different sports are under division one right, and division two. Right
1: basketball gotcha. would be a little different if they was if we was division one because we would have to travel a whole lot just to get games so it just don't right. make sense because the only division one teams that's in the area is ASA in New York Monroe in New York and mm-hmm. Hawkin College in Philadelphia that that's in the gotcha. whole area between Delaware New York Pennsylvania so Right. You know, it's it's it, it just doesn't make sense for us to be division one as a basketball team. So we're division two. I basically have ten ten scholarships or two waivers as you call mm-hmm. them. So I had no problem. That first year we was losing by an average of fifty points a game. And I I I because I knew this was coming. Because I'm late, I, right, I never right. had a chance to recruit.
0: True. So right, I right, knew right. these
1: losses was coming. My assistant coaches before the season, nah, we're going to be a high coach. We're going to be – I said, listen, man, you have to prepare yourself. My coaches uh Anthony Green and A.J. Kemp Jr. They they were losing their hair, man. I had to talk them off the ledge. And, and he <laughs> said, I, we didn't sign up for this. Coach, I said, relax. It, it it can't get any worse from here. We're going to take our lumps. Right you know and no coach wanted to walk into that situation and put those losses on their record. We lost to Hawkin by 84 points that year.
0: Is that Not exaggerating now, or that's that, for real?
1: Go check the score from 2017-18 <laughs> season. Uh mm. yeah, 80 I, I I didn't I didn't want to shake coach Kelly's hand after the game, but then when I thought about it, I said you know what, I can't blame him. He's a Division One juco playing a Division Two, and he's trying to get an at-large bid and there's no D1 teams to play in the area. So he has to beat the bricks off of any Division Two team that come in his presence. So I, 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 I was upset at first and then I, I realized why it, it got to that, that level. Right. You know, I'm people with five players the whole season. And just trying not to get these kids to give up and quit. So that team was the foundation. Even though I had guys on that team that wouldn't make a, a JV a basketball team in high school, they they played their heart out, and I I respect them for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I get it, man. I mean, like I like I like I was saying before. I think the big bridge that was, you know, you knew you was gonna have a rough season that year, and you know you told the assistants, obviously assistants always think, you know, oh, no, nah, no, nah, I can figure it out. No, you've been there before you know what it is. But I think the big bridge was those scholarships. And now, coming into the following season, you're able to target the kids you want and try to build build a program up. So, going yeah. forward, how did you, uh, you know, the seventeen eighteen 18 season was a wash. We we just called that a wash right there. Yeah, And then 18-19, um, you know, that's when things started to turn around for you?
1: Uh yes, uh, we started going in the right direction. Um, I had I had some scholarships that that the year before when we won at eighteen. I had my assistant coaches running practice. I I, I wasn't even at practice. I was <laughs> out in the streets recruiting, like my life depended on it. Because no matter how much I was at practice with the group of kids we had, it wasn't going to change the result. We might have not lost by 50. We might have lost by 20 or 30. hmm You know, so I knew that. And I said, I'm the face of this, so I have to get out there and make my relationships with these local coaches. Right. In County. You know what I'm saying? I had a lot of relationships already because I was a high school coach for so long. You know, so I, I've, I actually played, uh, coached against a lot of these guys or seen them at camps or seen them at clinics. So I already had some relationships. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to let, you know, all the Essex County schools and the town surrounding it that know that I was here and I have an outlet for kids who may not have what it takes academically and need a little help or they not ready for – you know, four-year basketball and they may need Juco to hone his skills.
0: Right.
1: So I, I was out beating the Bushes, man. And that, that season, I got some pretty decent players. My, the first cornerstone of that class was uh, Tariq Holmes, who transferred from Brookdale after winning the national championship. Got you. Now Junior at NJCU. And he was, he was like the start of it. Then I got a really good foreign player who pretty much fell in my lap from Kosovo. His brother lived in Union City, and his brother bought me his film. He's like, please, coach, could you give him a scholarship? And I said, listen, I got to see the film. And I watched the film, and I was like, this kid can play. He's like mm-hmm. the most fundamentally sound players
0: I've seen. Let me ask... Let me. not mean to cut you off. Let me ask you this about foreign import guys. So, a kid... You know, someone comes to you and say, "Hey, Coach Morgan, I got a kid that's in Germany, and uh, I want him to come play for Essex County College. How does that work?"
1: Uh, First thing I'm gonna ask is to see the film. Right, you got film on him. If he's a big kid, like six, seven taller, uh, I give a little more leeway to those to those guys to bigs, because bigs are rare and you can't teach height. But I can develop them.
0: Right.
1: Our region is guard heavy.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: a million guards out here that wanna play Juco ball.
0: Right. You
1: gotta see the list of emails I get from guards in highlight films. I get ten emails a day from all over the country of kids that wanna play. At that, that that play guard. Now foreign wise. Uh, I look at the film. I I try to I try to uh, ask the coaches how much can they pay to be over here,
0: right? So, I, now, do they have to obtain a visa? They got to go through right. school,
1: right? But see, my athletic director—that's the one thing he has an advantage over all the other ADs. Our soccer teams and our track teams are mostly foreign kids.
0: Gotcha. So he
1: knows that paperwork inside and out, how to to get these kids to obtain visas, like the quickest way to do it, and Mm -hmm. everything that the kid needs. He knows, like, the information verbatim. Like, he can just recite it to you. Right. Kid needs this, this, and this. I have two kids now that need visas that I recruited for next year. And they they came to Essex. Other JUCOs in Jersey was recruiting them. But they mm-hmm. came to Essex because Essex knows how to expedite that process.
0: Got you. So, like you said, you got the upper hand with your AD. Uh, the other thing is they – what's the time frame, though? So, a kid sends you the film in August. How long does it take for him to get to the stage, obtain the visa – Get all the necessary paperwork and just it, hypothetically it, it, it speaking, it probably takes close to a month. A month to get that's that's a pretty quick process,
1: yeah. If, if they're doing everything you ask them to do, because a lot of these kids that I've had foreign kids like from Colombia that can't get me anything I asked for. The biggest issue with kids obtaining a visa, and I think it's a little ridiculous, they have to prove through bank statements and parents' unemployment that they can afford to go to the school on their own. So, schools, these players have to show these schools that they have money in the bank to pay for the school on their own, even though you're giving them a scholarship. or A scholarship. Right. To pay, or they have a sponsor that they're living with that can show proof that they live with them and I make enough money and this, that, and the third. I've been blessed to get foreign kids whose parents got a little bit of
0: money. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So that's the that's what I wanted to, you know, for the people that's listening to understand how the process works and, you know, how it, you know, foreign kids can go to a junior college. So you were saying Tariq Holmes is well, he was one of the cornerstone guys. That started it for you. And uh who was the other kids? Uh
1: Rafiq Reed. He played at Bayonne. And the foreign care ethnic Pesci wound up being player of the year in uh our conference this year. And
0: yeah. he's a pretty good player. I saw him play. He's pretty good.
1: He a tough kid, man. He's like a well, he was like a fringe division one player. St. Peter's was taking a long look at him. But well, he has several Division II offers right now. Um and uh Isaiah Jones. Okay. And kid, you know, that was the nucleus of what got started. I actually felt like my team this year was wonderful. They, they love each other. You know, they had chemistry. The team that year actually had more talent. But they didn't have the chemistry. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then you know, you're dealing with personalities, and they don't mesh. And then they had to get used to my brand of discipline. Some some guys bought in, some guys didn't, and it, it and it culminated in the 12 and 11 season, the first yeah. round playoff loss to Burles.
0: And this year, we're going to fast forward a little bit again, you was able to put it all together. So, I'm going to ask you this before we talk about this season. Um. I'm guessing you do your recruiting from all over the place, per se, Hudson, Union, Middlesex, whatever the case is. What's the difference recruiting a kid in Essex County opposed to recruiting a kid from Union County, a kid from uh, Essex County High School? Because both of us have being coaches in high school. And I was, a, I was a college coach at one point. I was assistant coach for Rutgers North. And what I would get from a Nork kid, whether he goes to University, Central, Shabazz, whatever, whatever high school he go to in Essex County, they will try to tell you to hold on. They will hold you on to death. Oh, I don't know where I'm going because it's a D3. And I can imagine if they were saying that at, when I was coaching at a D3, Rutgers Nork, which is a pretty good academic institution and a pretty decent program. Were you getting kickback from kids when you were telling them, hey, I'm recruiting you to come to play for Essex County College? How was that process? What's the state of basketball, in your view, in the Newark area? And do you got to do a lot of convincing to these kids or do they, like, you know, think they have something waiting? And then at the, fin- the last final hour, they're like, oh, I'm going to come to Essex. OK, that,
1: that's an excellent question. And it has multiple layers to it. It's the right. first layer. When you recruit a North kid and we located in North, the first thing on their mind is they want to get out of North. Right. So, they, a lot of times they don't want to look at me because they trying to get out of North. Whether it be Morris County, Mercer County, Burlington, that's recruiting them. They want to get out of North. That's first and foremost. Second Right. If they got any type of talent, they believe in the hype about themselves. They're gonna shun you just because you're a junior college college
0: coach, you right? You know what
1: right. I'm saying? I get looked at last. I go to these 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 showcases like Ed Butler and, and various showcases, and when they find out you from from JUCO, whether it's D one, two, or three, they'll turn their nose up at you. Then. When the showcase is over and no coaches came to talk to them, now they want to have a conversation with you. Or is this. Dudes be waiting for their SAT scores. They be waiting for their final grades. If their final grades are good, their SAT scores are good, you won't hear from
0: them. Got you. Got you.
1: Once they fail, it's like, Coach, you still got that offer for me? Dude, I've been recruiting you since September. Your coach, your <laughs> coach told me you needed junior college, no matter what you do, because of your grade situation. But they turn their nose up at me. And what I do is, when, when they say they waiting, because I got a lot of players like that, when they say they waiting, I say, okay, but I'm still recruiting. I still got a job to do. Right. So I recruit multiple guys at each position. It's
0: right, right. Whoever
1: commits first, okay. And I'm still recruiting at that position until I got a, a a potential starter in my head and a backup. And and right. And I move like that. And then I've had a lot of guys who, two, three months later, coach, what could you do for me? I I, I know I messed up. Can can I can I find a way to walk on? And, and I'm like, dude, I'm full right now. You know what I'm saying? If if I come to you, that means I see something in you and I'm impressed. Something in you. Right, right. But I get it, the kids want to see all of their options. But some of them know their options are limited just because of what they've done academically. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I tell kids that all the time when, when I was coaching high school. Like, if you were if you a C student, and somebody you take a chance on you, a B student. They looking at you, an A student. They're going to they break down the door to try to get you. So they're just thinking of it as a basketball skill set and what they're producing on the court. But they, 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 they're Easy. ignorant to that fact. Then I've had a lot of kids right. who I recruited from North. not to get off the subject, back to North or County. Right. They go to some junior college in the middle of Kansas, Iowa, Nebraska, Ohio, Texas, wherever they're going. They mess up either academically or they're just doing silly stuff off the court. Get out, right. come back and want me to clean it up.
0: Right. Now you got no choice. Not- you got no choice. <laughs> i got a choice but no 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 no, not you oh, yeah. the kid not you kid got no choice now because it was like well and um, people are and you 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 touched on a point where you said kids don't want to be in north it's a pro to that also right some of these kids need to support at home and we know a kid directly we're not going to say no names who who is benefiting from being in the Essex County area, going to Essex County College. As an 18, 19 year old kid, it's hard to go live in Iowa for six months and play basketball and not have your friends around, your family around, or whatever the case is. You gotta be very mature to do that. A lot of kids aren't. A lot of kids aren't. The reason why I say that is I played junior college at Morris County College, my my first year, uh, college, my first two years of college basketball. And it was hard just commuting, getting up there every day. You know, you're in a different environment. You're dealing with different people. I'm happy I did it. I learned a lot. My mom, my grandma forced me to do it because she didn't want me to go to Essex. Nothing was wrong with Essex. She just wanted me to get out. But I I kind of barely made it through Morris County College because it was a lot. You know, and kids don't understand that. So it can be beneficial for a kid to to stay in a uh, stay in Newark and go to Essex County College, because I'm pretty sure you guys got some type of program. If you're from Newark, you probably don't got to pay to go anywhere. Nah,
1: most of these kids we get from Newark, man. Ninety percent of them qualify for full financial aid. It's that's yeah. not a problem. I get it though. Some of their living environments and their living situations are so bad they just want to get up out of here. And I, I get that whole aspect of it, because I'm from Jersey City. I'm from Martin Luther King Drive in Jersey City. I wanted to get out. I get it. You know what I mean? But, you know, mm-hmm. don't don't leave North where your support system at, like you said, and then go mess up in another state, and then come back and then want me to fix it. I can't fix right. it. No matter where you go, you gotta fix it. You gotta go to the platform mm-hmm. whole year without playing basketball and pass
0: everything. And uh, right. Now you make now you make it that much now the uh, the, the student athlete has made it that much hard on themselves cuz now you can't play, you have to go to class now if you really want to do this opposed to when you could have been here playing. You run into a bump in the road. You got your family, you got, you know, you got a support system or whatever the case is, but Everybody has different situations, so I I understand what you're saying, and uh, you know, I I I, I like your perspective on yeah, it.
1: Yeah, um, and you know what's the the crazy part is, I still try to help those kids.
0: Yes, yes, I know and, that for a fact. I know that for a fact that you do that. There's a parent that you know you 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 coach one of their – you coach their, their you know her son, you know she like yo without Bobby, I don't know where such and such would be. You know, and I tell kids all the time, you want to go to, you need to go to a junior college. You should go to Essex because you're gonna have a guy that's gonna coach you. He's gonna instill some discipline in you, which you're gonna need. And if you want to play D three, I tell them either go to Rutgers North or go to uh or uh, or NJCU. I know the coaches there. I know oh. what they're gonna get. Nothing against William Patterson Stockton and nothing like that. Yeah, I'm being a little biased or whatever the case is. But at the end of the day, though, when you leave one of those three programs, you're gonna go to school. You know, you're gonna graduate, and you're gonna have. You leave Essex County, you're gonna have a chance to play either the Division One, Two, II, or Three level. And if you at NJCO or Rutgers North, you know you're good. You get a you get a Rutgers degree. Right, you golden. You golden. But you know, kids don't see that, and they're not supposed to at a young age. That's right. why I coach. That's why you coach. That's why. We had good people around and us, you know what I mean? quick example, right? I was coaching at Bergen.
1: We losing the playoffs my first year at the City College of Philadelphia. Uh-huh. And my star point guard got hurt, so his backup played the game of his life. A game that we lost. Right. Penn State skull killed one of them. And they division three. And... Mm-hmm. In the locker room after we lost everybody's, you know, some of the kids are crying, whatever. I said, the coach from Penn State wants to talk to you. Outside. I Penn State School kills. So he wants to talk to him. He comes back in and says to me, Coach, I can't even listen unless there's a D2 off at least. I I sat there, looked <laughs> at him, and I said, My God, you 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 the backup point guard here. And what you need to understand is I'm not saying you can't play Division II. What I'm saying to you is this dude wants you and you can graduate with a degree from Penn State University, which is one of the best public schools in America.
0: And he's not looking at it like that. Right. And that's but That's my point. You said that. You know how many guys don't say that? You said that. You said he, he, you let him know you put things in perspective for him. He probably The kid probably won't get it right then and there, but later on down the line, they'll get it. So my point is, like, we need more coaches to say what you're saying and do what you're doing and right. explaining to them how it works and things like that. You know what I mean?
1: See, me, I'm a little different. I love academia. You know what I'm saying? I, I got a little different uh-huh. perspective. I love basketball. I'm from the hood, but – I, I love the world of academia. And I try to explain to these kids where these connections can take you. College is more about the connections, not the actual education you get. It's more about the experiences and the connections.
0: Right. right. People you meet. got
1: my first job because my college teammate, his wife was a principal at a school. You know what I'm saying? opportunity. <laughs> And that's, that's where politics right. come in. You know what I'm saying? And I try to explain that to these kids. Like, yo, these, these guys you got right here, you don't know what they're going to be in the future. And you're, you're teammates with them, y'all brothers. So they're they going to be in a position to help you one day. But you don't see it now. You don't can't predict the future. But when he told me that, I, I, just, I tried to explain to him why it would be a good idea to go. Now that same player to this mm-hmm. day still doesn't have a four year degree. He ain't playing ball no more, and that's a lot of players that I coached to this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying,
0: yeah,
1: I'm too good to play it. It was one of my players from that eight and twenty team at Bergen. He was really good, six five shooting guard. NJCU wanted him. Nah, I, I I could be D two at least. Kid ain't doing nothing right now. So I'm like right. wasted all that time being selective, but it never happened for you now what? You know, kids are always shunning the other levels, two and three and JUCO and NAIA. Oh God, don't even come to them with NAIA. NCAA, like Right, right. Come on, man. Is it a free education or not? You know what I'm saying? You you get to go somewhere, you get to go somewhere out of your environment. But a lot of the kids they they closed minded. A lot of them don't see hasn't seen anything but the block. So growing up only mm-hmm. life. So they don't have any experiences where they can draw from.
0: And that's why I think you is so important for some of these dudes, man. You know, just to let them know like this what can transpire, transpire if you do what you need to do. Um gonna move on a little bit. Just you know, uh I really want to, you know, congratulate you on winning the Region 19 championship. I know that's a hard task to do. And um it's a uh, you know, people look at it, you know, oh, it's only Junior College. You win Division 2, they say it's only Division 2. You win Division 3, it's only Division 3. Nothing is never good enough for anybody. But um it's a major accomplishment. You know, I appreciate the work that you put in with 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 my guy Amir and uh just talk about you know, all the hard work that you put in so far and, you know, take me through, you know, actually that final game, winning that um, game.
1: We it, it all started, you know, the recruiting class was really good. And, and the crazy thing about it is the best player I had talent-wise, he quit the first week of school. The best wow. player on the team quit the first week of school. And I was like, all right, next guy up. You know what I mean? That's the attitude you have to have, but that's how it started. Summer League, it all started summer league, actually, in the Harry James Summer League that's King University host is, host that's run by NJCU. So we had a we had a decent yeah. show in there. Um we lost in the, the playoffs over there, the Ruckers North. We lost to them by one in the regular season, and then they they crushed us in the playoffs. And I I told Joe he's going to have a really good team. Um, So that's where they started forming their chemistry and how to play each other. Right, But during that summer, my mom was dying. She was in the hospital.
0: Okay, yes.
1: And I I was a big distraction. So instead of me having open gym once a week, I would have it two or three times a week, open gym, just open run, game five. Threes is worth two, and everything else is one. So before you blink, you can be Mm -hmm. off the court. And I actually was running with them. And for me, not only was I exercising, getting in shape, but I was learning their game. From being on the right, court with right. them, I was like, all right, he's weak here. He can do this here. He got good vision here. He can defend. And it helped me coach them, actually running an open gym right. with them. So they they formed more chemistry there, you know, because they learn how to play with each other. And I had that open gym all summer because I, I couldn't go nowhere. My mom's was in critical condition for, like, months. She had a stroke, and it was downhill from there. So I had to stay close Mm -hmm. by. So that helped tremendously, tremendously. And the fact that we had sophomores that been through it. Like, we had seven sophomores. You know what I'm saying? And and they took their lumps their first year. And now they didn't
0: care. Attitude. Right, they're gonna give it. They're gonna give you everything they got, and it's their last year. And they' trying to, they're trying to showcase themselves. So
1: the season started, man. Let me tell you, not, not you know, just, just be long winded. We play Sullivan County. Uh They, at the time, the first game of the season, they was ranked twentieth in the country. We playing in their that showcase classic. We lose by forty five.
0: Yeah, the first this game this of the past season, year we
1: lost by forty five. Okay, my star players coming to the bench cursing me out. Couldn't have it. I sat him the next game, and he didn't play. And everybody's looking at me shocked, like, "Wow, you're not gonna play this guy?" I said, "I'm not gonna have anybody disrespecting coaches, no matter if you agree with us or not." Right. So we lose that next game. Montgomery County by 20 so we leave Sullivan we stayed overnight up there in in New York and we leave Sullivan and we got Westchester like a real good team dude dude took Bergen to two national tournaments when you coached it, Coach Kelly Mm -hmm. they beating us by 20 and I switched I, I said something got to happen or our season is going to be lost. So, I switched to a one three one defense as our primary defense, and the rest was history. We won nine in a row after that. Kids, they confidence. Offensively, mm-hmm. we started having that swag, and they just believed they could win. I mean, they went undefeated in the conference and only lost one game in the region. All, all our losses are pretty much – because Sullivan, we lost to Sullivan three times. <laughs> they were up ranked second right. in the country at the end of the season. And then we lost one game in the region of manor. And the rest was like, you know, out of out of region, uh independent games that we lost. We we wound up being twenty and seven and winning the region. But no team in the G beat us this year, and I was proud of that.
0: Got you. Yeah, man, that's a – and, I, you know, like I said, playing – I played junior college, so I understand how that that works, you know, when you – Dell Tech, you know, you got to go down to – Yeah.
1: Is Lackawanna still in there?
0: Okay, Lackawanna. They was really, really good when I was in junior college, man. man.
1: They didn't have a team this year because it was a scandal with the previous coach. Uh, I I can talk to you about that off air. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're gonna be good next year. Even though they program took a hiatus, all it take takes is one good recruiting class, and you uh-huh. be back in the mix. So, so it's it's tough, man. Essex, counting this year, we won the last uh, seven out of nine
0: region championships. Dope. That's dope. So. And then COVID-19 hit, so that put a halt to you going to the Nationals, right? We
1: are so hurt from that whole experience of not being able to go down there. I mean, all of us, myself, coaches, the kids, was all excited. The athletic director, him and I came in at the same time. We got hired at the same time. And he said, this was our vision to put Essex back on a national scale. And we saw the you, We saw the selection show. We saw we had to play the number two seed from Iowa. They go six, ten, six, nine, and six, seven in the front court. We was looking forward to that challenge. You know what I mean? And, and just to have an opportunity for that, I had a lot of family going, everything, and for it to be just crushed because of COVID-19 and it's not just us it was everybody you know so you body had, you right just right had right. to deal with it but I'm yes. like man I've been coaching 20 years this is the first championship I actually got a hold of I lost I lost as an assistant coach in three county championships and this is the first time mm-hmm. I actually got a ring and we can't even play in the 16 team tournament and it's because, you know, at the D3 level, if you win the region, you automatically go to national. It's not like that at the D2 level. Gotcha. you win the region, you got to go to districts. So you got to play against three, three of the other best teams in the area that won their region.
0: So you won the region yeah, and the district.
1: district. Our district, which is so good, wow. gets two bids. So okay. we, we okay. played Orange County, which was the runner-up in Region 15 to Sullivan. And mm-hmm. we beat them by five, which gave us a bid to national. So we won the the East gotcha. District B Championship. We played the overall district championship, gotcha. East District Championship, against Sullivan, who beat Erie. And we lost to them by six. So even though we lost the overall district championship, we still got a bid.
0: Yo, you got the bid to go. Yeah. Well, that's 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 even better. That's even better. So going forward, you know, just we're, we're Coach Morgan looking ahead, man. Like, you know, what are you looking to do? Obviously, you know, you can coach. You know, you, that it, you know that's that goes without saying, and. Yeah, 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 we all still learning. But at the same token, you know, you've, you know, made the jump, you know, from high school to college, your second – this is your second stop at the junior college level. Do you got any plans to get to a D2, D3, Division one, an assistant, a head coach? What do you – what, is, what do you – what's I'm, your goal? I'm a Jersey
1: City public school teacher. And, you know, I'm working uh-huh. on my doctorate. But I do have a goal to coach at another – a higher level. But only if it's full-time. Like, I wouldn't be right. like, an assistant
0: gotcha. unless
1: it was like a Division one job where they paid you as a full-time assistant. And part-time I uh-huh. can't do. Because I got 22, I got 22, almost 23 right. years in the, in the pension system in New Jersey. So I'm not going to risk that right. unless hmm. it's a full-time job where I can retire from. You know what I mean? Like say
0: you- no, I get it that's that's the same boat I'm in too. I mean, I'm not looking to be you know my 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 uh right. outlook is a d three head job or a d two head job. I'm not gonna be an assistant right. d one coach or assistant d two coach. It's like you know, I don't care if the program is on the up and up, I can fix the program, right. you know, but right. I gotta have and security
1: you know if if one of the schools that was division three. III- opened up i would apply for it not not saying i would get it but i would yep. like to see yep. that process
0: you know I, mean? I would like it. yeah and you you're still building the resume and things like that so and like and like we both know in the in this coaching thing this business Absolutely. it's all about relationships Absolutely. man you couldn't have stated that it,
1: it, it's better than you did now. It's, it's about relationships and you never know who's gonna be in a position to do anything for you. So, you know, I treat everybody with respect. I don't get disrespectful unless you you know they're disrespectful with me, and and I just keep it at I just keep it at a wave and keep it. Yo, it's funny. You know, the first yeah. year I was at Essex, you know, all the coaches we talk a little trash amongst each other. It, it, it's 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 all friendly for the most part. And I didn't talk trash the last two years, but that first year when we was getting our face kicked in by 50 every night, that's when I talked the most trash. With the other coaches. And it was funny. Right. It, it was funny. But those same coaches are still around. And I have good relationships with them like Coach Overy from Morris, Coach from Mercer, um mm-hmm. coach Coach O from Burlington. You know we all cool, man. So I, I enjoy I enjoy my relationships. Uh, Ryan from Raritan Valley, he's funny. You know, we...
0: Yeah, Ryan Ryan is a good dude. Right. He had left and went to Nyack for a year.
1: Yeah, and then yeah, he, he wound up coming game, back. We beat him. He texted me. We got we had some laughs. And, and that, hey, I've been watching them and Morris. They getting some players, man. They've been
0: recruiting. They've been re- yeah, he he's always doing a good job recruiting, and um, you know he's he's a, he's a good guy. He's As a good guy fact, in this one business. One of my
1: players from Bergen that I had from that nineteen and eleven team had transferred over there, but I gave him my blessing because the kid couldn't afford. Mm. He had to pay straight cash to go to Bergen. He didn't get no or nothing, and Ryan offered him a scholarship. Right. I said I- I'm not even mad at that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What? This kid's life is more valuable than me winning a couple of basketball games. He was my best player. And I, I gave him my mm-hmm. full blessing because that kid got to go for free and he deserved to go somewhere for free. So that's, that's the difference between, Man. you know, some coaches that's in it for them and really in it for these kids. I think God gave me a purpose to just be here with this at this level and guide these.
0: Yeah, man, you, you, like I said, man, I don't mean to keep beating a dead horse, but, you know, the first time that we had, a, that we met um, and he was, at, he was at North 13th Street, I'm like, yo, this dude got the girls playing basketball, you know, nothing against girls basketball, nothing like that, but you, you turned that program around, and then I was like, if he ever get a hold of a boy's job, a men's job, and look, you know. I know, it, 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 it came and to that, fruition, man. I
1: honestly think a lot of people didn't think we can do it. That that was,
0: of course, of course, because you got to think about a lot of you got to think about that whole Corey Lowry, you know, tenure there. Like yeah. he, you know, whoever was coming yeah. after him, was he's like, yo, far. you got to live up to that.
1: All the time. And you know what? He's yeah. a because he said, man, you put your own. Stamp on the program, man. You doing your thing, man. Keep doing it. You know what I mean. He wasn't like jealous or yeah. nah, you no.
0: Know, no nah. Coach coaches, Larry not like you know, that at kick
1: all. Kick dirt on your back because you' trying. To, and 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 the funny thing is, when I'm on social media and I, I'm I'm celebrating us winning the championship, I always shout out those coaches before, like. Corey and Cleo Hill, in peace, and Melvin Knight. They, they set the bar high.
0: Coach Knight, yeah. Yeah. Tariq,
1: yeah.
0: Brown, Tariq Brown was there also, so, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, you know. He had a good it, run there. You know, I tell kids that I recruit, when they come in, I say, look, we got a strong tradition here. And if you ain't ready for it, it'll swallow you up so you got to come ready to play. And, you know, they always say they're ready. And then when when the discipline comes, sometimes they can't handle it. It's a little too much for them because at some of their high schools, the coaches let them do whatever they want. But then I had a lot of kids this year who came from coaches that pretty much had the same coaching style as myself. So, right
0: right so that right. that that transition for them was a bit easier so like 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 amir for example i mean i used to you you seen the way i coach amir so i knew transitioning to you he will be fine it's not going to be nothing new he's going to hear you know he's going he's going to hear the same message you got to work hard you're lazy and if you don't do this this is what's going to happen if you uh you decide you want to talk back to me and have a conversation. I won't play you, you know. So it wasn't nothing bad. It was a good yeah, transition I, for him. That's, I, that's I, what I. That's the way I look kids. at it. I love that kid, and um, you know, he's,
1: he's gonna go to King University and try to graduate after another two years. He's gonna have his degree from Essex. I think he needs like three more credits. So
0: can you? Can't can do I? Can't, can't he wait, has man. To do.
1: And, you know, it's a lot of stories like, like Amir, and then it's also the other side of it. You got kids that drop out or fail out after the first semester, or you got kids, like, I'm going to be honest. The, the, in the three years at Essex, I've had at least five, six gang members on my team. That's a whole nother element that mm. you're going talk about. I'm not meant right right i'm like we're
0: gonna bring you back I'm for that one playing
1: basketball it might be on these streets getting murdered or murder somebody you know what or or, right. or cooperate in the activities that get them incarcerated so i try to think of that too
0: well yeah no i i i, I you we see all type of kids man and you just want to help them in any way shape or form um we're getting ready to wrap it up now. What I usually do at the end, I ask, you know, whoever I'm on, whoever's on, I ask them what's their uh, top five NBA players of all time. And okay, uh, you, cool. I can go first or you can go first. Uh, my top five is Kobe, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, okay. and Hakeem Olajman. This is a tough
1: question. But my top five.
0: (laughs) Hold on, before you get into it, you should see some of the, you should hear some of the answers I get from some of the guys that come on here. Yeah, I I, like who? But go ahead, my bad. All the
1: time on social media, um, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, uh huh, uh, Wilt Chamberlain. And uh, I got one more here, and I gotta go with yeah, Shaquille O'Neal. Now, yeah, I, I just solid.
0: That's a solid five I right say, there. Like
1: if Shaq made seventy percent of his free throws, be in a different conversation. Oh he averaged you know 50, fifty probably. <laughs> my favorite player, none of them dudes right. are even my favorite player. My favorite
0: player growing up, and I wanted to be like, was Reggie Miller. Mmm. But... You know what? I never, I, I never asked that favorite player. So I'm, I'm yeah, going to start man, that going forward. So Reggie was your favorite guy. I'm six feet tall. <laughs> yeah. My favorite player was Michael right. Jordan. I, you know I couldn't do nothing so, he did cool, except. Cool. But he, no. We all try but, um, to imitate him, but you know, he, he just was blessed, bro. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, look, man, I appreciate you taking the time out to, you know, sit down and chat At with time, me. I think bro, this is one of our you know, better episodes, and um, you know,
1: what we need to do going forward. Man. Yeah, anytime, yeah. anytime, bro, man, you know, I appreciate you too and what you're doing.
0: Yo, thanks man. I just, you know, I'm at North Academy now. I'm in a you know, they call it Harvard on the Hill. So I'm I'm up there. Got some good players up there and uh I learned a lot coaching in Essex County, coaching in North. Learned a lot coaching on the college level, so it's all it's all relevant coaching at North Academy and you know, you got goals, I got goals and some we we we'll land somewhere. We we'll get there. We got we you know Because at the end of the day, I I really believe that there's a few guys that's really out here coaching that really puts the work in, and you're one of those dudes. I see it, you know, firsthand, man.
1: Not to shortchange anybody. You you, you know what I mean? And my family life is taking a hit. You know, my son, he got to grow up in the gym. You know, my lady, you don't spend as much time with her when the season starts, but people understand, those that love me understand me, you know what I mean, and, and what I'm trying to do out here, and it's hard to find that,
0: word. word. You, know,
1: you gotta have people around you that understand it, but also, you know, you gotta take some time for yourself, and your love, I, I be doing this all year round, I work 40 hours yes. a week on top of my day job, which is to be a uh, Science and math teacher in an elementary school environment, so
0: I, I work myself right. But, but if you can, you won't have it no other way, though. You won't have it no other way because look at all that work you put in. You know, look what you championship that eight and that that eight and twenty season or one and eighteen whatever. You know that wasn't gonna be the the definition of Bobby Morgan. I know that because I know you. You know what I'm saying? So this, actually, like you said, a lot of people are surprised, but it, I'm uh, not surprised at all, to be quite honest. I knew I knew y'all was going to win something because you're there. It's just like when Coach Mark Brown got to NJCU. I know they're going to win because the way he is. I know, the, the you know what I'm saying? Like, I know how he is. I know what he's going to do. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I got you, man. I appreciate you, man. And anytime you need me to jump on, man, if you want to do a virtual podcast, just let me know. I
0: got you. I got you, man. Appreciate your time. Thanks for, uh, you know, for for just chatting with me. Like I said, bro. Like, you know, when when we get ready to put it out, I'll let you know. And you know, put it on your social media. We'll promote it. And uh, I appreciate it, man. Sorry.
1: Job, man. Thank you. Hey, man, we need more
0: brothers out here like that. We don't all have to be out. do something that's going to provide to the community. For sure. I I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Okay, bro. All right. Thank you.